coming up this week, hear all about Justin and Natalie's anniversary trip to Walt Disney World. Welcome to this week's episode of To the Mouse and Back. I'm really excited because this week is the first time that I got to interview two people at once, which I know is very silly, but it was actually a lot of fun. So I can't wait for you to hear it. I don't have any specific reminders or anything this week. Just be sure to check out the website to the mouseandback.com if you want to read the show notes or see the full episode list or get more information about how to submit any upcoming Disney World, Disneyland, or Disney Cruise trips for consideration on the show. Anyway, without further ado, here is Justin and Natalie's trip report. Hi, Justin and Natalie. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, doing well. How are you? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. I am excited to talk to you guys. So this is the first time that I've had two people on the show at once. So I'm really excited to get to hear kind of from the different perspectives that you guys have as we jump into your trip. Yeah, sounds good. So, um, so before, typically I start by asking people their Disney history, but before we jump into my kind of standard first question, tell me a little bit about who you guys are and why you're on the podcast together tonight. Well, um, I'm Justin and it's my wife, Natalie. Um, this year is our fifth wedding anniversary. So we are going to Disney for a long weekend and leaving the kids at home. Nice. That is very exciting. My husband and I did that in May and it was it was pretty wonderful. So so that'll be really, really cool. Yeah, I'm excited. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. So now tell me a little bit about what's your Disney history. So I've been a handful of times. First time I went, I was four or five. And then I've gone pretty well every two to three years since then. This will be I went to the Magic Kingdom in April. This is my second time this year to the kingdom at least. And it's funny, you know, talking about history with Disney, I'm hoping because the other thing that worked out with this weekend is that it's a magic deal, something, I can't remember the travel agent term that they use, but like it's on a discount for like where we're staying. So I'm hoping that that means it's a, a, like a lesser traveled weekend. It'll be more like I remember as a childhood. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Natalie, what about you? So I went a few different times growing up, I think three, and then unfortunately two of those were for cheerleading competitions, which I, not many people know about. (laughs) Um, The only benefit to those were getting into the parks. Right. So, um, and then Justin and I went, uh, the first year we were married, we took a trip down there um, with his family and then... So I've probably been about five times, but it's been very spread out. Okay. And then the last time I went was when we went, I guess, four years ago or so. Yeah. So. Before okay. So. so that April trip, you didn't bring Natalie with you, Justin? No, right? It's no, terrible. I was down there for a conference and the conference hotel was the like Hilton or Hyatt or something like that right outside of the park. Uh-huh. Everything wrapped up early Saturday, and I was like, "Well, I'm here." <laughs> so, so we took a half day. You can get like half day conference passes if you're in Orlando. Uh-huh. So we got the uh, afternoon half day and took off because it was in the spring, so it was open late. So we were there for probably seven or eight hours, even though it was a half day. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I want to know a little bit more about your planning style. So I want to know both 
how much do you like to structure things versus leave flexibility? And I'm also curious, are you guys kind of evenly dividing the planning here or is one of you really kind of taking the lead? How's that working? I don't know that Natalie knows what we're doing when we get there. <laughs> I do. I have my app pulled up right here with our plan. <laughs> that I made. <laughs> so Justin, it sounds like you you have put most of the plans together and Natalie's just along for the ride. Yes. Mostly. Okay. All right. Now, is this because, Justin, are you more of the planner just kind of on the whole, or is it because you've done Disney a lot? Um, I've done Disney more than her. And last time we went, like, my whole family went, so there was like six of us, my parents and my sister and one of her friends. So I did the fast passes for most of that. And then, honestly, like talking to you guys um, in our Disney group chat <laughs> about <laughs> – Fast passes um, used that quite a bit, but really, you know, I used a travel agency to book our hotel stay and stuff. And then, other than that, really, waking up at seven a.m., um, I knew that there were a couple fast passes that I wanted to get. So whatever I could get for those, we got, and I planned the rest of the trip around that. Okay, all right. I feel like Justin had really like in mind what all he really wanted to do when we were down there. And I had like a couple of big requests, but I didn't really care as like far as the rest of the trip went. And so I just kind of let him, since he had like more things sh that he wanted to do, like for sure. And he knew more of like how to log in the tech part of like getting the fast passes and that type of thing. I let him do that. Yeah. And it's funny, Justin mentioned what he did. Uh, we have a Disney text thread that um, another friend of ours started that I think now has like nine people on it Ooh. where because um, what has happened is all of us people in our real life are sick and tired of hearing us talk about Disney. So we had to create this text thread where we can talk to other Disney people. So anytime something, you know, news related pops up or like, oh, I booked my fast passes for my trip this morning, we have a place that we can put that and that people will be excited and not go, oh, that's great. Why, why are you talking about Disney again? So I highly recommend if you guys are listening to a Disney podcast, you're probably at least like 10% Disney nerd. So I highly recommend seek out your other Disney nerds in your life and start a text thread with them. It will be quite enjoyable. Okay. So, um, so what are your trip dates? We are leaving the 20th and coming back the 23rd. So we have an early flight out of Charlotte um, on the 20th. So we should land in Orlando around 9.30. Okay. So that'll give us most of a day on that Thursday, and then all day Friday, Saturday, and then we fly back Sunday. Awesome. How did you pick those dates? Uh, well, the 20th is our anniversary, so that worked out. And then it, working it with our parents' schedules so they can watch our kids while we're gone. Uh-huh. So it was like a kind of the, that was the, those were the dates that worked out. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So where are you staying when you're there? Polynesian. Nice. I have not stayed there yet, but it's on my list. How did you guys pick that resort? Well, I emailed the travel agent. The Polynesian had a, literally for that weekend, some, I can't remember what the travel agent calls it, some magic weekend where you're able to stay at that level of resort for the price of like a low moderate. Nice. To start with, even in the preliminary planning, I wanted... Deluxe, right? Are they the, the deluxe resorts? 
Yeah, Polynesian is a deluxe. deluxe. Yeah, so like I know like I I preferred just because the last time we went there was so much like get on this bus, make the it took us like an hour to get to the parks. Yeah. I just really wanted somewhere this time since we were there for such a short amount of time, given, you know, three days really isn't super long. I wanted a deluxe resort that was like easy to get to places. More than one mode of transportation. Yeah. Had more offered more than one mode of transportation. Yeah. Yeah, And those monorail resorts are just so convenient, especially the Polynesian, because you're also in walking distance to the TTC where you can hop on the monorail to Epcot. Right. Yeah, so we're probably going to be spoiled, and then the next time, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's how it works. Then you can never go back. Right. So, awesome. Okay. So, do you guys have four day tickets? Just three. Three days. Okay. And do you have park hoppers? Absolutely. Okay. So, you're planning to hit the parks the 20th, the 21st, and the 22nd? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then on your um, departure day, will you go to the parks that day or do you have an early flight? No, our flight's at like noon. Okay. With the Magical Express, it kind of takes out the possibility of, because they try to get, they say you have to be ready like four hours in advance. So really, unless you had like an eight o'clock flight, it'd be rough to get a day in the park. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right. So for your three park days... How did you decide your park plan? So which parks are you planning to hit while you're there? Will you do all four? Yes. Okay. No water parks, though. No water parks. Yeah. All right. Do you already know which parks you'll do full days at and which parks you'll do partial days? So I think we'll kind of do all partials. Okay. When we land, we have fast passes at Magic Kingdom and then dinner. And then so that park closes at 8 that night for an employee event. Okay. So we have dinner reservations at Epcot at eight, which is open till 10. So we'll have a couple hours at Epcot that night. And then let's see, what was the, what is Friday? Hold on. Let me look. We went by what hours the parks, like when was open, yeah. when they were open, open late and had extra magic hours and stuff. That's kind of how we planned where we were going when. Okay. Okay. So side note, talking about planning, the Disney app is the most Curmudgeon-y app sometimes. <laughs> your plans. It does have a glitch in Like you'll pull it up and like half your plans will be missing. Yeah, or things that you canceled previously are still showing up in the app. I've had that as well. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. Yeah, for a like company that has, I think the term is bajillions of dollars. Right. It, their app is definitely very frustrating at times. Um, so Friday we'll be at Hollywood studios in the morning. Okay. We have our fast passes set up through there. I was hoping to get, um, slinky dog fast passes, but, and I checked daily and, uh, they're still not in in existence. Okay. Can't get them. But, um, so we have fast passes for, you know, tower terror, rock and roller coaster, but then our other ones at like lunch at noon, so like one o'clock ish will be done. In in its current state, I don't think I could spend a whole day at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. In a couple of years, absolutely. But right now, um, so I think the plan is probably to go to Epcot Friday afternoon and really to spend the afternoon hitting all that stuff. And then Saturday will be um, no, um, Animal, Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. Okay. Are you planning to do a whole day at Animal Kingdom? Our fast passes are in the afternoon. So I know we have an Ohana breakfast Saturday. Okay. 
So we'll do breakfast, character breakfast at Ohana, and then um, probably, I don't know, we, we might go to Magic Kingdom on the way, but probably spend most of the day at Animal Kingdom. Okay. So it sounds like you guys are, you have kind of a rough plan for the parks that you want to visit and some general times, but you're going to leave yourselves a little flexibility on kind of when you want to go different places. Yeah. Okay. All right. So looking at all the different parks, I know you've mentioned a couple of the fast passes and dining reservations, but thinking about Magic Kingdom, what are the one or two things that you're most excited about doing at Magic Kingdom? So I've now been twice since Seven Dwarves has opened and neither time been able to ride. The okay. last was literally the week it opened and you could not get on it. Yeah. As you would expect. And then last time when I was there um, in April, it was like a two hour wait. Mm. So I'm looking forward to finally getting to ride that. Do you have a fast pass for it? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Natalie, what about you? What are you most excited about at Magic Kingdom? Okay. So as much as I love rides, they're not like the reason that I go to Disney. Like I felt like when I went with Justin's family, it was like, go to this ride, then go to this ride, then let's go to this one again and ride the same one five times in a row. And yeah. <laughs> they like love the thrill seeking aspect of rides at Disney and like will literally just continue to hop on them. I'm more, and this is kind of like my personality in general anywhere. I just like walking around and taking it in and observing and like, I, of course I love the ride. Splash Mountain is my favorite. So definitely that, but I love the food. I like the stores. I like just watching people. <laughs> I love the fireworks shows. The smell of Main Street. <laughs> so that's more of me. Whereas Justin's a lot more like thrill seeking than I am. Okay. Well, that's good. It sounds like you guys have a good mix of the thrills and the just kind of the thrills and the chills. I just, I just put that together. Yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. Now you mentioned fireworks shows. So I was writing down. So Thursday you'll, it sounds like magic kingdom probably won't if either they won't do a fireworks show or it'll, you know, you all won't be there by that time that happens. When you go over to Epcot, are you planning to watch illuminations either night that you're there? I like Illuminations, um, and I think we'll be able to the first night we're there after dinner. Okay. I haven't checked the times. Yeah, I think Illuminations is usually around nine or so-ish. Um, Just thinking. Okay. And then what about when you're at Animal Kingdom? Are you planning to do Rivers of Light? Yes. Okay. Okay, awesome. So you'll get to see those two shows. Okay, cool. Well, speaking of Animal Kingdom, what are your highlights that you're most excited about for Animal Kingdom? I love the safari and I loved the Nemo show the last time. Do you remember that, Justin? I do. He's looking at me and laughing, like seriously. <laughs> there's like a whole new portion of the park that's open you've never and... been to. <laughs> I just like, like I said, like I love walking around. Now I know you're going to say Exp Expedition Everest, probably. Am I right? No, I'm. I'm really excited about seeing Pandora. Oh yes, obviously Pandora. Yeah, Pandora. All right. Going off of what I saw the last time. What do you guys have fast passes for in Pandora? The what is the name of? Um, so there's Flight of Passage and then the Navi River Journey. Flight of, passage. Flight of Passage. Okay, so you do have those Flight of Passage fast passes. That's awesome first fast pass i planned because i knew it would be one of the hardest to get that's why you didn't get slinky dog 
because yeah. you, yeah. you were going, you got to pick one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So excited about Pandora. Very cool. It's Saturday. It's the, your tip, your top tip, your pro tip you gave me was whatever one we wanted the most, go to the last day of our trip to try to get it. So, uh-huh. the, so that one was the last afternoon we're there. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm glad you were able to get it. So. Your pro tip worked. <laughs> yes. I like when I can repeat smart things that other people say and seem really smart by extension. So awesome. All right. So what about Epcot? What are your highlights you're most excited about there? Man, I love Epcot. I just, I think I like Epcot for the reason Natalie likes Disney as a whole. But just the experience. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, like just like, I don't know, to me, like the premise of what Epcot was supposed to be when it started. Like there's just something about entering the park by taking the monorail over the park and then back to the front. Mm-hmm. It just like, even though it's not, it didn't turn out to be the vision of the future. Like it still feels that way when you go in, there's like this, this could be it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I get this like feeling go, going into Epcot. That's like, I don't know. I get really excited about like uh, <laughs> the technology in the future. Yeah. It was supposed to be 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. All right, Natalie, what about you? Oh, definitely Soren. Mm. My favorite ride. So I'm excited for that. Awesome. Do you have a fast pass for that? We have no fast passes no. for Epcot. None for Epcot. Okay. Yeah. Because we have three days and four parks. So Epcot's kind of our, we're going to have to wait in line park. Ah, okay. But Soren's air conditioned line. So. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to have to wait somewhere, I mean, that's the place to wait for sure. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So what about Hollywood studios? Not that there's a lot that really can be your highlight, but of what is there, uh, what are you most excited about? I'm a big fan of Tower of Terror. I really hope they never change it <laughs> to like Guardians of the Galaxy or something. But like, I don't know. I've always really enjoyed Tower of Terror. Rock and Roller Coaster was the first roller coaster I ever rode that went upside down. So it holds uh-huh. this place in my heart because I was terrified when I got on it. <laughs> and then Star Tours. And I'm excited about seeing Toy Story Land. I'm just afraid it's going to be immensely packed. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is if you get there and you kind of walk by Toy Story Land and say, hey, that's cool. If you're there early, the rest of the park is going to be empty. Yep. So that should give you, I mean, I was listening to a podcast the other day and somebody was saying that they rode Tower of Terror two or three times in a row with no weight and then hopped over to Rock and Roller Coaster and rode it two or three times with like a 10 minute wait each time because everybody's in Toy Story Land. With a no shade in Toy Story Land. Yes. (laughs) Which I don't think would be a big of a deal if we weren't going in the middle of September. Right. Okay. All right. Natalie, what about you? What are you excited about for um, Hollywood Studios? Probably Toy Story Land the most just because Tower of Terror like makes me pee my pants. <laughs> Rock and roller coaster also makes me pee my pants. <laughs> Do we need to get you some of the pins? No, I'm not being <laughs> literal, but I like shake getting on the rides. So Tower of Terror probably scares me. But I just I can't I just it's I do it, but I'm like terrified the whole time. And you know what's gonna happen, but I just can't I can't. Anyways, so I'm probably I'm more most excited to see Toy Story Land. I think I'm not a ginormous Hollywood Studios fan. Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be neat. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you guys have a lot of really fun stuff, and I'll be really curious to hear how much you're able to tackle when you're there. 
Mm-hmm. It seemed like a long trip when we booked it, and then when we started making fast passes and stuff, I'm like, man, we're not really there all that long. <laughs> we have a seven day trip coming up in December, and trying to you know make a list of the rides we're going to ride. I'm like, this isn't enough time to cover everything. Like, I don't think you can ever have enough time to do everything you want to do. But right. the nice thing is, you'll get a lot more done just the two of you, and not having to drag around to screaming kiddos like like we had to last time. No fun. Yeah, but your daughter was adorable last time. She's adorable every day, but she's also a nightmare most days. So, <laughs> you know, it's a it's it's a little bit of little bit of the good, little bit of the bad. But either way, it is really fun to have that adults only trip. So I'm very excited for you guys. Thank you. Yeah, we're ready. Two now, weeks. do do you have the dining plan? We went back and forth and did not. Okay. Well, and I've said in previous episodes, I don't think it actually saves money for most people and not having it gives you a lot more flexibility. So as long as you're comfortable with that potential sticker shock at the end of, you know, the total amount, then, you know, you're fine. Because we're not big snackers. Yeah. And last time we went, so when my my mom, like the last time we went and got it for all of us (laughs) Black Christmas, so we had a meal plan, which I think she got free, but the last day we each had like seven snacks left. So we just like went through and it was like buying stuff. Yeah. You know, and I feel like if we would have paid for it, I would have felt like that was a waste to have not used the snacks the whole time. Yeah. Well, and then we got to where, you know, we were using our snack credits on like a bottle of water, which is $3 and your snack credits are really worth more like $5. So then Mm -hmm. I felt this need to, we have to maximize it so we can only buy things that are over $5. And then we get to the last day and lo and behold, we have, you know, seven snack credits left because we haven't used them because I've been too judicious. And yeah, it's, it's, it stresses me out sometimes. I like it because I like prepaying for everything and just not worrying about it, but it definitely adds a level of complexity to eating that I don't need. Yes. Right. All right. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you guys when you get back and I hope you have a great trip. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, Justin and Natalie, welcome back from your trip. Thanks. Are you guys all like settled back in and everything is running smoothly? Or are you still kind of having that like missing Disney vibe? I think we're starting to settle back in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it takes a couple of days, especially when you've been away from your kids. You come back and you're like, all right, how do I do this again? I know I have to keep you alive, but I don't really remember the specifics. <laughs> Tonight was the first night they both went to sleep since we've been back. <gasps> That's exciting. So big night, big night. Before you have kids, you don't really know like how big a deal it is when they like go to bed without needing like a bribe or something like that. So like the promise of ice cream for breakfast or something. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I've done that before. No judgment. So (laughs) awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear about it. So let's jump into your trip. So you guys were going to be flying down on September 20th. So talk to me about your arrival day at the parks. So we flew out at like 7.30 in the morning. So I'm getting a hotel in Charlotte the night before because we're a couple hours from the airport. But we were like thoroughly impressed because we literally landed on the plane. We were supposed to land at like 
9.45. We ended up landing at like 9.15, and we're eating breakfast at the Polynesian at 10 o'clock. That is crazy impressive. Now, did you take Magical Express, or did you take an Uber? Magical Express. That is crazy town. Which I think we called it just right. Which, But the last time we went a few years ago, we walked right onto the bus when we got there as well. So I don't know if... You know, I don't know if it was coincidence that we literally timed it perfect or if they just run that effectively all day. I'm not sure. I mean, I know they're pretty efficient, but I know that you also can just hit it at the wrong time when like a bus just left. So now you have to sit and wait for it to fill up. So sounds like a little bit of luck. Maybe the Justin and Natalie anniversary express this time. (laughs) That's that's what it was. We'll call it that. Yeah, there we go. Awesome. Wow. And what airline were you on? American. Okay. Did you do where you had them get your luggage and deliver it to your room or did you guys do your luggage? Yes. We, we checked a bag. Uh, we didn't really like, we didn't really have enough stuff. We were, it was such a short trip. We didn't need to. Right. It was worth the checked bag fee to not have to worry about our luggage. Yeah. So, you know, we, we went, we got checked cause our room wasn't ready when we got there. We got checked in. We were out in the park at like 11. We came back to our room at like 5 and our stuff was there. That's awesome. Wow. So you said you had breakfast at the Polynesian. Where did you guys eat? Uh, Captain Cook's. Their okay. little like, quick service breakfast joint. How was that? It was quick service breakfast. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, they had like a croissant breakfast sandwich, like eggs and bacon on this croissant. And I thought it was delicious. And they had Mickey waffles. You can never go wrong with Mickey Waffles. That's the most important part. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So then you said you um, were at a park by 11. Which park was your first day? So we went to Magic Kingdom, and then we actually had dinner reservations in Epcot, so we ended up at Epcot for dinner. Okay. How was your first portion of the day at Magic Kingdom? It was wonderful. It was warm, but not like just miserably hot, and... There was nobody there. So the longest I think we've waited for anything was, what, 30 minutes? Like the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Wow. Our fast passes got rained out on Friday uh, or Thursday when we got there. But Friday, the uh, guest relations cast member you know, gave them back. Um, they rescheduled them for us for any time over the next the rest of our trip, which was awesome. Oh, that's awesome. But it was really fun. You know, we walked around. We took our time. Um you know, when there's not many lines, it's really easy to take time and enjoy the park. I don't know if I can't remember if I talked about it in the in the pre-trip, but I remember when I was a kid, you used to walk around and you would run into characters just out and about, and it was part of what made Disney Disney. Is you could just be walking down Main Street and run into you know Chip and Dale or whatever. And I had this distinct memory of like running into those characters as a child. And the last time I went in April, I was like you know, it's the park so busy now you won't get to do that. But we ran into two or three different characters just walking around that were interactive, just walking, which, you know, I was afraid when I take my kids that that they wouldn't have that same experience. But it was really awesome to like, see that that's still that part of Disney still exists. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. What were your favorite rides that you guys did in Magic Kingdom that first day? Do you remember? favorite oh gosh there's so many (laughs) it's the first day okay yeah on thursday um this is gonna sound really lame 
but I had, I've been, I don't know how many times, maybe like five or six and I'd never got on the people mover before. Mm, uh huh. <laughs> so I was like, I really want to just ride the people mover. And I, I thought that was super fun. Um, like going through space mountain and like just seeing everything from like in Tomorrowland from above. So not, I don't know if that was like a favorite, but that was definitely like a fun experience for me to like do something I'd actually never done. Cause I felt like, you know, I'd done most of it before. Not that it's any less great, but, um, what I'm trying to think of what like a favorite ride from that day was the people we were like tech nerd Mecca though. You don't know that, but okay. So why is it tech nerd Mecca? I don't know, but you can ask Mike, but every like tech blogger that I follow on Twitter and I, and I know I share some with, with Mike, but they all talk about the people mover every time they go. <laughs> and it's a great ride, but I don't see, I mean, and I love it, but it's like their favorite part of Disney World. <laughs> I think the people mover to me is like the biggest surprise ride. You know, like if you ride a roller coaster and you're like, oh yeah, that was a good roller coaster. Like there's nothing surprising about it, but you're like, okay, this is a little thing that like moves you around, whatever. And then you get on and you're like, ooh, this is kind of neat. Mm -hmm. so, uh, the People Mover is really fun if Space Mountain is ever down. If you ever see in my Disney experience that Space Mountain is down, go hop on People Mover because then you can see Space Mountain with all the lights on. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, that's cool. Which during um, Not So Scary Halloween Party, Space Mountain was completely dark. So you got the opposite of lights on. <laughs> so, um, all right. So we're not to Halloween party yet, but uh, let's go ahead and talk about it. What did you think of the, cause it's Space Mountain with the lights off and Halloween music. Is that right? Uh, I would say more death metal. Death metal. Okay. All right. So dark and death metal. What did you think? Now, Natalie, did you write it or was this just, just Justin? I did not write it during the Halloween party. Okay. I wrote it during the day okay all right so justin what did you think of death metal space mountain oh it was so great <laughs> like i thought you know i thought it was like i was like oh it's dark and there's been music but like it was dark and when there's music like it was blaring and like you couldn't see from the time you got out of like where you get into the cart into that first like launch bay you couldn't see your hand three inches in front of your face like it oh, was man. Dark. and it added this whole other element to the ride Awesome. Did you by any chance get like a spectacularly amazing ride photo that I can post on the show notes? I think I did. Because that would be pretty spectacular. So I think that was probably the only light from the whole ride. <laughs> it was the, the flash. flash. Yep. Awesome. Okay. All right. So people mover. Um, what, what were your other highlights from that first space or the, the first Magic Kingdom day? The people mover. I, I also had never oddly read written the people mover. Um, so I enjoyed that. And then we got caught in the lightning before we got to the other like major big time rides. Ah. But um, things like the Jungle Cruise and things like that, like just classic Disney stuff, is still like it's just nostalgic. And so I'll say those are probably the highlights from the first day. Okay. And then you hopped over to Epcot for dinner. Where did you guys have dinner reservations? Tepon Edo. 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 Okay. I'm not sure how to pronounce the second word. That's in the Japan Pavilion. It is. How was that? It was so good. It was great. I loved it. Now, uh, is that the like hibachi one? Yeah. Okay. It's basically like, yeah, it's the same as like you go to a hibachi restaurant, but it was just extremely good. Awesome. And we 
that on the Disney dining plan, which we did not have, but people at our table did, sake is your you can have as a beverage. Now, did you have sake anyway? No. No. Okay. <laughs> we we had walked like I think at that point we were over ten miles. Oh wow! <laughs> so we probably should have. <laughs> but you needed to rehydrate, so hopefully you got some yeah, water. That more of that at that point, it was like eh, we need water. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Did you do anything else while you were in Epcot? Not that. Well, we did. We rode Soren because it, um, where it rained out our fast passes, we ended up leaving Magic Kingdom a few minutes early to run back to the hotel, get in our room, you know, kind of get settled there. And then we went to go back to Magic Kingdom to try to use our fast passes. Um, the boat wasn't running. So I was like, oh, it's, you know, if that's not running, the rides aren't either. So we went ahead and hopped on the monorail, got to Epcot, and there was like a 15-minute wait for Soren. Nice. So we hopped on that before dinner. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. And then after dinner, did you head back? Yeah. The park, our dinner reservations were at 8, so we got we were finished about 9, 9.15, and the park closed at 9 that evening. So there wasn't much. There wasn't left anything open. Yeah. Okay. So I forgot to ask about your room at the Polynesian. What kind of room did you have? Uh, it was this just a standard uh, resort view. We actually had a nice view of the monorail outside of the room. Oh, cool. So it wasn't your parking lot view. Yeah. What did you think of your room? It was nice. Uh, we, we really spent no time in there other than sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, clean, you know, definitely uh, a noticeable difference from, you know, where we stayed last time in the Caribbean because it, it's been more recently updated. Good dining options. Um, the transportation was by far the best part because when we got there, we ate breakfast. We hopped right on a boat straight over to the Magic Kingdom, which is really, really efficient. Um, and then you, of course, have the monorail option as well. But it was it was really quick, like maybe 10-minute commute to the park, which was nice. Awesome. When you went to Epcot, how did you guys get to Epcot and back from your hotel? So there isn't a bus. The only way to go from the Polynesian to Epcot is on the monorail, which was unfortunate, kind of, because you have to go to the ticket hub, which is the stop right before you get to Polynesian. Right. So you have to stop at Floridian, Magic Kingdom, Contemporary, and then there, and then you have to switch trains to go over. Yeah, I was wondering, because I know depending on which end of the Polynesian you're at, because you can walk to the TTC, mm -hmm. um, but I, can, I think it kind of depends on which side you're on as to how long that walk is. We were on the complete opposite side. Okay, we yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So then your next day in the park, your first full day, um, what were your plans that day? Uh, we had Hollywood Studios that morning. And then we had planned to go to Epcot. We had planned to go to Epcot, but we woke up that morning, saw the weather, and decided to go to the Halloween party. So we bought tickets to that instead. Okay, so you had planned to go to Epcot in the afternoon or the evening. Mm -hmm. What was it about the weather that made you change from Epcot to the Halloween party? Um, it wasn't raining, and we were afraid it would rain. That's why we didn't buy like much in advance tickets for the Halloween party. Ah, okay. And then. Well, we had got rained out the day before on yeah. our fast pass rides. And so we wanted to make sure that. This was before had, guest relations. 
Yeah, we wanted to make sure we had enough time at Magic Kingdom since the day before it was cut like a couple hours short. Yeah. So between that and then there was supposed to be good weather, so we decided. And then Danny said it was awesome. <laughs> so Danny from episode three of my podcast. Um, so we so we do trust Danny. Okay. All right. All right. So did you start the day at Hollywood Studios? We did. How was that? It was it was great. Um, it's a large scale construction zone. <laughs> Once you get into the park, Toy Story Land was incredible. Like Slinky Dog was actually closed when we got there, which even if it was open, I, I'm not much of a two hour wait person. Mm-hmm. But we well, we were like literally walking into Toy Story Land, and we hear. And like the toy soldiers all just like come marching out past us. Like, <laughs> and it was just like, oh my gosh, we're there. I mean, I, it was really, really cool and that was fun. Um, but I, it was smaller than I expected. There's like two rides and then uh, Woody's lunchbox. I just thought it would, be, and then the Slinky Dog was closed. So I was a little bit disappointed in a, the size of it and B that slinky dog was closed, but all in all, like the look of it was really cool. Yeah. Especially when slinky dog is closed, I can definitely see why it would feel even smaller then because it's like, okay, there's alien swirling saucers and technically toy story mania, but that's not new. So was it packed or was it, um, pretty light? It was packed. Okay. Um, I mean, it was manageable like to walk through, but, I mean, you could tell that you weren't going to get on a ride in, you know, 30, 40 minutes. But you were still able to kind of take in, you're still able to see the characters and kind of take in, you know, the overall theme of that area. But it really, like, it was just packed there in Toy Story Land. So I felt like everybody was doing the same thing as us, like, mm-hmm. wanting to check it out because it was new and just, like, walk through it. And yeah, everywhere else in the park was fine. It was just everybody wanted to see what it looked like okay yeah. what else did you do after toy story land we had rock and roller coaster fast passes so we rode that and then we met goofy Ooh. and then we rode star tours and we had a fast pass later in the day but there was no wait so we just went ahead and rode it earlier and then we went to um okay. tower of terror okay and that's pretty well the park Okay. Had you had fast passes for anything in Toy Story Land? We did. We had it for um, alien spinning saucers. Okay. But Natalie gets kind of nauseous. So we decided that, you know, we'd rather enjoy the rest of the time there. Which I got nauseous anyway. So, right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, anytime something has the name spinning or swirling or anything in it, I'm like, I'm good. I'll see you later. Yeah. Yeah. Rock and roller coaster, I think, got her pretty early on. Well, it didn't. The air conditioning was out in Star Tours. Oh. And we didn't bad. know that until we were in there. And I can handle pretty well anything. And it was still, like, kind of queasy getting off of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Air conditioning is necessary for that ride. Yeah. Hollywood Studios is is rough between – because rock and roller coaster, Mike and I rode that on our trip in May. And – we left and Mike felt awful immediately. I felt awful later because it had unbeknownst to me, it had triggered some vertigo issues I had. So yeah, there's, there's fun rides, but there are definitely some, some rough rides there. Yeah. I love rock and roller coaster though. No, I think that's the last time I'll ever ride it. There are several on my I list of it. blasts 
<laughs> so, so you said list of lasts. I get very, I feel like the, I am already like I can get myself car sick. So the older I get, I feel like the worse it gets. So the rides that were either just like older, like, um, Thunder Mountain, Thunder Mountain and Space Mountain, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Star Tours are the four that stand out to me that I was like, I just gave me a headache and I felt queasy. Yeah. Well, and I think if you're like me, in addition to it, you know, just being a worse reaction as you get older, it also just takes longer to get over it. You know, when yeah. I was younger, I could ride something and I'd feel a little sick, but you know, I'd take a sip of Sprite five minutes later and suddenly I was fine. But now it's for like five hours, I'm like, oh, I still don't feel very good. <laughs> so, um, gotta love those mid thirties. So. Mm. All right. So how long were you guys at Hollywood studios before you headed over to the Halloween party? Two and a half hours, maybe. Okay. <laughs> and then you were like, and we're done with the park. Well, there's so much of the park now that's just closed. Yeah. Yep. And and I will say, like, if we would have taken my three-year-old, like, we would have never made it into the park because we would have been so busy watching the tractors <laughs> rebuild the transportation hub. Yep. All the that free construction viewing outside. But it's going to be really nice when it's done. Yeah. Like the gondola, whatever they're going to call it. I mean, there's there's so much. I didn't even, like, I feel like I keep up pretty well with what's going on, and I didn't quite realize what all was going on at that park. Yeah, they're definitely putting a lot of work in trying to gear up for the huge influx of traffic that they're going to see next late fall, whatever late fall ends up being. Mm -hmm. So when um, Galaxy's Edge opens. Okay. So did you guys head straight over to Magic Kingdom or did you take some time off in the afternoon? Oh, we went to the pool and had some margaritas and such. Nice. Um, I think we went to Magic Kingdom around four. Yeah. Okay. We went a few hours before because I hear that they, the way it was always explained is that they start kind of filtering people out around then. Or not mm -hmm. out, but like um, people start leaving around then. Mm -hmm. So... We went and did, um, we used our fast passes for Seven Dwarves and Splash Mountain, which that was the first time I've ridden Seven Dwarves. What did you think of it? It was wonderful. I kind of went spoiler free on it. I've never like looked up a video or anything. Uh huh. So when we got inside, I was like, oh, this is so cool. It reminds me of like a, like an old Disney ride, like, you know, um, Splash Mountain where, you know, you come up in the briar patch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like zippity dude, like you know, like the old where there's like a real story integrated in the middle. Yeah. Like rock and roller coaster doesn't have, and you know the Yeti ride. A lot of those don't have now. Yeah. So it was really, I really liked it. Awesome. Okay. What were the other highlights other than um, Space Mountain, of course? What were the other highlights of the Halloween party? Let's see, we watched Sanderson Sisters. Always good to get some Hocus Pocus. Nice. Um, the lights are really cool. All of those, um, pumpkin lanterns, which I guess you could see this without going to the Halloween party, but, um, they light up and flicker, look like lanterns, which is cool. Pirates of the Caribbean had changed. Um, it was a lot darker inside, like a lot, you know, it's dark to start with, but it was like really dark. Okay. Had the haze machines turned up to 11. <laughs> um, and they actually had a person hiding inside that you were supposed to find like uh -huh. a live person. So that was really cool. Nice. I can't remember his name. Bootstrap mm -hmm. something. No, not bootstrap. Oh, that's the actual character. So that was a highlight. And then just like the park was not crowded at all. 
so there was no lines. So anything you wanted to ride, you're, you could, the only lines were for candy. <laughs> Super long lines for candy. They had some different um, menu options that night, like specific for the party, um, like different types of burgers and things like that. Where did you guys eat for dinner? Cosmic Rays. Okay. What did you think of that? Uh, I mean, it was a bacon cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was good, but I think all of those, all the burger places kind of taste the same. Yeah. Cosmic Rays in particular, like it's super, super popular because it's kind of situated right there between Tomorrowland and Fantasyland. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's definitely not as thrilling as some of the quick service options. Not that there's a lot of thrilling quick service options, but. Well, I think it was one of the only one or two that were open. Okay. So a lot of the restaurants were closed. Okay. Which is understandable when you're having a limited ticketed event. Right. What did you think of the crowd levels as a whole? I know for the first couple of parties, there were some complaints that it was so busy, but it sounds like more recently, it's been a little more manageable. I know you said the lines were pretty short. How were crowd levels overall? Worst part was the parade. Well, okay. So I have a friend. I kind of compared this with a friend from work who went the first weekend it opened versus like when we went and it sounded like her weekend was a whole lot worse for the Halloween party. Okay. She said that's a sec- I think second year in a row. They go every year to the Halloween party. The second year in a row that she went like the first weekend and she said she'll never do that again. Mm. I felt like the park was not crowded, but Hocus Pocus and Boo to You, which by the way, that Boo to You parade was like my favorite thing. Um, but I felt like those were frustrating um, just because, you know, everybody swarmed in one place at one time and people were a little bit inconsiderate. Mm. But generally speaking, the park wasn't crowded. It was just when those two things were going on. Okay. I think our problem was we went to find like a seat. So, you know, when you're walking from like Haunted Mansion down like the little river towards like Splash Mountain, there's like that uh, stone wall. Uh-huh. So we got there like 10 minutes before the parade started and sat on that wall. And it was perfect. You could, you're at a higher vantage point. No one is coming through. Well, apparently that's like the biggest bottleneck in the park. Uh. So I think part of our perception of that was just an unfortunate it would just be like a monsoon of people going one way. People didn't pay attention, but that was the only time we really saw a really out of control crowd. Okay. Yeah. Um, Natalie, you mentioned that the parade was awesome. What made you think it was so awesome? Oh, I don't know. It was just really fun. Like it was different. Seeing the villains um, instead of the. Yeah. Seeing the villains. Like, I don't know. It just seemed, I don't know if I, if it's because it was so new to me or it was just really different seeing like different characters out and people dressed up and you know, the candy and the the atmosphere. I don't know. It was just, I thought it was just a really fun parade. Awesome. I've heard people say, especially with um, Disney world, getting rid of their nighttime parade and not having the electric light parade anymore. Um, the, parades during the Halloween party and the Christmas party I've heard people say are just like Disney magic. They mm-hmm. yeah, they that's what it felt like. Awesome. Yeah. How late were you guys at the Halloween party? 11 something? 11:30. I wanted to ride the Astro Orbiter before we left. So uh-huh. we that, and I think that was I read that on the way out. So after the parade, I think we caught Haunted Mansion 
a little bit of Hallow Wishes and Astro Wilburn, I think we left. So probably 1130. Okay. Yeah. And did you take the monorail back or the or the boat back? The boat. Okay. The boat is is the good good. There's like no line and it's it's pretty the boat's efficient. Yeah. It's good. Awesome. Okay. All right. So then the next day was let's see, I'm just I'm trying to look at the days of the week. So we just talked about Friday. So then the next day was Saturday. Yeah. So what did you guys do on Saturday? <laughs> Ran ourselves crazy. <laughs> um, Natalie had a friend at the Magic Kingdom. So on our way, we were going to go to Epcot before Animal Kingdom. Animal, all our fast passes were for the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to try to ride Spaceship Earth and Test Track while we had some free time in the morning. Um, so we debated between doing that or sitting at the pool. So we went for it. Um, so we ran by Magic Kingdom to see Natalie's friend real quick. Um, didn't ride anything just real quick through the park and then went to Epcot and literally the longest r- wait time of our whole trip was to get on spaceship earth. <laughs> um, and then, so we rode that test track was, I think it was over two hours. So we skipped that and just went to animal kingdom. The wait for test track was two hours. No, I don't think it was two hours, no. babe. No. It was over a hundred minutes. No, what? and it was like 65 minutes, I believe, but it still <laughs> That feels like two hours. It, <laughs> that's, that's definitely a long wait. And it's also possible test track goes down a lot. So it's possible that it the ride had gone down and then when it went back up, everybody rushed back to it. Yeah. So, okay. So, but you said you skipped test track. Yeah, which I enjoy okay. test track, but like if there's a ride to skip, like it's kind of one of those once you've ridden it, you've ridden it things. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I can see that. Okay. So then you headed over to Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So um what was your Animal Kingdom day like? We let's see, we got there. We had so the fast passes we had Flight of Passage, um Everest. Everest and Cali oh, River Rapids. Okay. So that's in reverse order. So we had there <laughs> Everest River Rapids and then Flight of Passage. So we got there right at time for we were ready for lunch, but we wanted to ride Everest before we ate. Mm. So we just kind of walked through kind of briskly back to Asia and rode that. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Expedition Everest? I strongly dislike it. Okay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the, I think the, the reverse got to Natalie, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I can see that. That's one that I'll be skipping on my I haven't ridden it before, but just showing videos to my five-year-old to see if she's ready for it. I'm like, I know that I am not going to ride this. No. No. It caught me off guard. I've ridden it before, but like I'll always forget where, spoiler alert for anybody that doesn't know, but like, you know, it goes up to a, it's like a ramp or like it's like you're going to run off. And I always think that's later in the ride. Oh, yeah. Going and turn the corner, I'm like, oh, crap. And then I was like, it's already that time. (laughs) So then we went backwards. And then, see, we ate at somewhere in Dino Land. Restaurantosaurus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So quick service at Restaurantosaurus. How was that? It's bacon cheeseburger and fries. <laughs> really good. What did you get? I got the um, veggie burger, I guess is what it was. But, you know, I feel like it's easy to mess up a veggie burger. It is, yeah. And theirs was really good. I was really impressed. Awesome. All right. So then what did you do after lunch? Cali River Rapids. 
we were fortunate to not get in the super wet seats. I was going to ask, were you in the seats that got soaked or the seats that were completely dry? We weren't the completely dry seats, but we were definitely not the completely soaked Okay. <laughs> so that was good. And then we just kind of wandered around for a little bit. We went and rode with uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris, which is always great. Yeah. It was a little warm. Like the, the lion area was the lions were not out. Okay. Which it was hot. So I could I could believe that. I don't know their typical climate well it's interesting because justin mentioned i had a friend at magic kingdom she had later gone to animal kingdom and they did have the lines out so uh, they're feeding yeah i don't know what something. they were doing because they didn't even mention them as we drove by where they normally are like she didn't even say and this is the lion den or where they so i felt like mm, i didn't know what had happened but they were back like later on oh so. good okay which i feel like i've read and i don't know if this is fact but i feel like i've read that the way those rocks are designed is for super hot days that those rocks might have like a cooling system kind of built in somehow. Mm. I don't know if that's a fact or if that's just, you know, some Disney magic someone tried to <laughs> make some time. I always find it strange though, when they talk about like, Oh, the animals not might not be out if it's too hot. I'm like, aren't they from Africa? Isn't it yes, like hot? You. There? I'm really glad you said that. Cause I'm sitting here as Justin saying that saying, thinking they live in the Sahara. Mindstorm. I mean, close to it. I mean, well, when we were in Kenya, they weren't there. In Kenya, you're like at the equator, and it's burning up, and there are lions there. No, they weren't <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so we did that, and we just kind of walked around. I was feeling pretty sick at this point, mm. and so that was kind of a bummer because I love Animal Kingdom. But it was, I mean, it was still fun to just kind of walk around. So and we went to I wanted to do um, the Lion King, but it just didn't work out with timing so gotcha the every hour on the hour we were never remotely close on the hour yeah which didn't work yeah so after that we ventured to pandora awesome and you had fast passes for flight of passage right correct yeah okay it might be the best disney ride i've ever ridden awesome natalie i don't think you've seen you haven't seen you hadn't seen the movie have you mm-hmm. so i'd seen the movie so i kind of I mean, it's been a few years, but but I at least kind of knew what was the general idea of what it was about. Uh But they did such a good job building that whole section of the park. Like, it's so cool. So we got on the ride. So Natalie was like debating not going because we heard people saying, oh, it's like Star Tours. It's like Star Tours. And I was like, no, I think it's more like Soarin'. But the people behind us were like, yeah, it's more like Star Tours. And I'm like, "I, I think you're wrong. So we're we're in the the line and Natalie's like, should I go? What do you think? So she's like, I'm gonna go because if you get off and say it's the best thing you've ever done, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> so I'll admit, when we first got on, I was like, oh no, it's gonna be bad because when you sit down in the chair, the screen, like what you think is the screen, if you've never ridden it, is as close to you as it is in Star Tours. So. I was like, oh, no, this is going to be just like it. She's going to get sick in this, like, super strapped-in contraption. Mm-hmm. And it was nothing like that at all. Awesome. How did you end up feeling, Natalie? I was fine, honestly. It's funny because they, as you, like, are walking up to it, they give you, they're like, read this card on your walk. And it's, like, <laughs> mentions two things. It's, like, if you have a heart condition, do not ride. If you get motion sickness, do not ride. So I'm like, oh, great. Like, it's going to be <laughs> the end of me yeah (laughs) um and like justin said i hadn't seen the movie so like the premise of it like when you're 
before you actually get on the ride, they like kind of walk you through like making a, I guess your avatar or whatever. Like I didn't yeah. necessarily understand that part, which is fine because it didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but uh, that I that was absolutely my favorite ride I've ever ridden in my life. And I could have just kept riding it. And I think there's like, it was very cool in there. There was AC. There's like, they make it feel like winds blowing and there's yeah. mist. So when you dive down, like it's a super industrial fan in your face. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like whenever I have like air and what, like I don't get sick. It's just when it's really hot. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I did fine with it. Awesome. Oh, to me that ride was so interactive. Like the way that the seats are designed and again, I kind of went spoiler free. Like I hadn't researched the ride at all, except to know it was like similar to Soren. So like when you're sitting there, you can like, they have it designed where you can like feel the animal. I can't remember what it's called, but like between your leg, like you can feel it like it's breathing. Uh-huh. Like it's so interactive and immersive. And then you get well, like halfway through the ride. I was like, what is this room? And you like look and then you realize that there's like five levels four or five levels of people all riding this and how just the actual scale of the ride. Oh, wow. Um, it is massive. Nice. And well worth what, like I would say that one would be worth the two hour wait. Awesome. All right. Now, did you guys do Navi river journey also? No, which I'm kind of bummed because I then heard that it was like a really like a favorite ride. How do you remember how long the wait was while you were there? We didn't even see the entrance. Okay. I honestly don't know. That is okay. the one side of Pandora that's kind of weird is that it's not the well, I guess Animal Kingdom as a whole is probably the least navigable part to me. Yeah. But Pandora was like finding the entrance to Flight of Passage took a few minutes. And then I never even saw the entrance to the other ride. Yeah. Which I think we are at like 10 to 12 miles at that point and we were so exhausted <laughs> after flight of passage that we are both like let's just call it we went and sat at the pool for like the next the rest until we went to disney springs at like eight o'clock we sat at the pool for like three or four hours nice so did you do dinner at the resort or dinner at disney springs uh we had earl of sandwich at disney springs okay i love earl of sandwich it's so good so does that mean that you didn't do any nighttime shows no no we didn't you had talked about maybe doing Rivers of Light and maybe doing Illuminations, but it sounds like you guys had had other evening plans instead. We had planned on staying in Animal Kingdom until night so we could see Pandora at night. Uh-huh. Rivers of Light. And then it just, we were too tired. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's part of like trying to cram so much in just a couple of days. Yeah. That's like the one thing I feel like, you know, obviously if I could do it over again, I might add a day or two so that we could actually enjoy those things without being exhausted by the night. Right. The first day really worked out well with the, like I was afraid that we wouldn't have enough time in the parks total, but as early as we were able to get to the parks on Thursday, yeah, like it was still like a satisfying amount of time. Cause I think if we would have had an extra day, we probably would have just rested more one of the other days. Yeah. All right. So then that last day, the 23rd, what time was your flight that day? Noon. Noon. Okay. So did you do anything that morning or did you, cause you would have had an early My Disney Experience bus, right? Yeah. The Magical Express picked up at, I think it picked us up at like nine, nine fifteen. Did I say My Disney Experience bus? Yeah. I just rolled with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll leave this in and not edit it out. 
because you know just show that like i really don't always know everything sometimes my brain malfunctions all right so your my disney experience slash magical express bus what time did you say that was it's like 9 9 15 okay so we just kind of we actually slept in we slept till like 8 30 and then just rolled out and got to the bus they'll do your airline check-in so you can check your bags at the hotel uh-huh um, so we did that. So then we didn't have to handle our bags at the airport. Nice. Side note, isn't it interesting that when you have kids sleeping in until 830 is a thing? Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, oh, this is glorious. But we were still up probably like 730. And it's like, oh, we should go back to sleep. The, the extra hour. Yeah, that, that internal clock takes a while to reset. So, but nice. Awesome. So did you have a pretty smooth uh, trip to the airport? Everything go okay? Oh, yeah. We got there, got our luggage showed up when we got back, so everything is good. Nice. Awesome. So um, let's talk about your trip as a whole. So what were your, um, you, we talked a little bit about the room at the Polynesian and how you, you know, weren't there a whole lot, but what was your overall impression of your room and of the resort? Well, see, the last time I stayed at Caribbean, and it's definitely a plus, it's definitely a step up. Um, I'd say the Polynesian as a kid and we ate breakfast at, I forgot about that. We ate breakfast at Ohana one morning, which was really good, but just the hotel in general, like, I don't know, you can just tell a difference in the, you know, that caliper of hotel in the Disney, like, I can't remember what tier they call that deluxe. Uh huh. Yeah. You can definitely tell a difference in just the staff, the amount of staff, you know, the pools were great. There's one pool that's more kid oriented with water slides and a splash pad and there's another pool that is more adult oriented that's just a pool uh-huh so i mean we went down the water slides but we spent more time at the adult pool just gotcha. because it was less crowded and we left our kids at home so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but you know at night there was a we saw the the water parade on the water one evening uh-huh uh, we just happened to catch it at the right time so that that was nice it was just, it was nice. You know, you had like a sandy beach. You wanted to go hang out there. If we were there for a week, I think we would have a, a much more in-depth perception of it. But, you know, there's lots of dining options. The dining options were good. The pools were definitely a big difference from uh, the Caribbean, I thought. Yeah, I mean, it was like a huge difference from all the places I had stayed. I mean, I agree with everything Justin said. I feel like in a way... If I, I definitely would recommend or would want to do a deluxe if I had children, if I took my children, if I could, just because of mostly the transportation and like near the Magic Kingdom and being able to run back for naps and just the dining options right there and stuff like that were better. But um, like for Justin and I, although I like felt like we were spoiled getting to stay there and loved it and would do it over again, it wouldn't have like given that we had a crammed in weekend and really mostly were there to sleep minus some pool time, it probably wouldn't have been a huge deal if we had stayed um, at like a lower tier or whatnot place. Yeah. I loved it. Awesome. So did you learn anything this trip that will make you do something differently on your next trip? That's a good Mm. question. Yes, I did. I think I wouldn't, I mean, I don't think we did it bad, obviously. I feel like we got most of the things we wanted to do done. But I think I would probably have an extra day 
And instead of like jumping from one park to the other, like stay a full day in each park. Mm. And then I was very observant of families that had children <laughs> to see what they do. Like renting strollers. and Yeah, just because the next time we go, we'll probably take our kids. But um, I think the biggest thing for me would be like adding a day and not jumping park to park. Yeah, because we miss food and wine altogether. Mm. Aside from looking at it as we walk to the Japan Pavilion. That's right. So you guys went to Epcot for your reservation at Teppanito, and then you went back again like super briefly one morning, right? Yeah. And that was all your Epcot time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. One other thing I would do differently. I don't know. Did we mention we did Ohana breakfast? Yeah. That's right. You said that. Um, I think I would do their dinner instead of the breakfast the next okay. time. Like if I were to pick one, like because we were just picking one, either like the breakfast or the dinner. I think I would. I think there's more value for the money for dinner because yes. I think we were about what, 80 bucks for the two of us to eat breakfast. I think it was almost 100. Yeah, it was expensive. And it and it honestly did not taste that. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't much different than their quick service. Right. So. Except the Mickey waffles were fresh. <laughs> but fresh. I think you're paying for the experience. Like if my yeah. kids loved Lilo and Stitch, like, yes, that would have been great. But you know, we don't. We're. 30s like it's fine yeah (laughs) like if we could have had that breakfast without the character aspect and save like half the money like it would have been great yeah Yeah. okay so based on this trip what is one tip that you would give to a first timer going to disney world definitely plan yeah um don't just go and try to wing it we winged a lot like we also know the parks that's true yes you're definitely yeah and Let's say plan your day. I don't know how well known the Magical Express is. I imagine because I've always I knew I've, I've known about it for a long time because um, we've done it the last three or four trips. My family, like my parents, when they've taken us, um, we've done. But if you didn't know about it, I would say that's you know, or if you've debated like going back and forth between an Uber, Magical Express is great, free. I mean, and it gets you there. And one thing we talked about, like, because we looked at so many things, like, okay, if we came with our kids, like, if you take the Magic Express, you don't have to bring your car seats. You don't have to bring anything. You just hop in and go. Yeah. Um, I have two more recommendations. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One would be to look up bus times or estimated arrival times, especially if you have children, so you're not sitting there waiting. Mm. Plus minutes for a bus. They now post those on on The the app. And second thing, don't rely on the Disney app because once you're there, it's like super glitchy and slow. Yeah. The app is Um, so bad. And so I ended up screenshotting our plans from the app into my photos so I could just pull that up and look at them. But as far as trying to use it for like, you know, regularly, A, it drains your phone battery and B, it's like super slow and glitchy. So I would like have a printout for backup of like your plans and not just rely on the app. Yeah. It's kind of amazing that for a company with however many billions of dollars they have in the bank that they can't figure out how to make their app and their website not just constantly go down or, you know, somebody on one of my um, Facebook Disney groups was like, I canceled this reservation, but it's still showing up in my app and I'm kind of freaking out because I don't know what to do. And it's like 12 people who are like, oh, that happens to me all the time. Don't worry about it. You know, it's like, okay, this should not happen. I had to call because of that same exact thing. I had to like use the phone line because I couldn't, I couldn't, I canceled it and it was still showing up. Like I had a lot of problems with the app. Yeah. 
It's crazy yeah. that they have and like the RFID technology to get your magic band to add your like ride pictures to your photo pass without you even scanning it. Uh-huh. Like they can make that magic happen, but they can't get the app right. Yeah. Which, you know, iOS Swift's been out for, you know, five years now. It's not right. it's not you know, it's complicated, but it's they should be able to handle that. Yeah, it's not rocket science. Like, make it if work. You can make the Avengers like this. <laughs> you, you can make <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay, so my last question, and you've mentioned it a little bit, but do you have a return trip in mind for the future? We almost booked a bounce back. Well, you kept me from doing it. And then we didn't. <laughs> I was trying to do it. Because we're, sure we're not sure when we want to go. So, like, we're fortunate in the fact that both of our parents would want to go see our kids there. Uh huh. So planning the next trip is probably going to be a little larger of an undertaking because we're going to have our family and then probably my parents and maybe, well, maybe my parents and maybe Natalie's parents. Mm, okay. So I don't, I think we wanted to do the bounce back, but that just seemed like a lot yeah. to try to figure out, you know, and you know, if that many people go, do you want to rent DVC points to, you know, stay in a larger something. Yeah. You know, like a three bedroom suite or, you know, what do you want to, how do we want to do that? Or what would be the most cost effective thing to do? So we would like to go back probably next year sometime. I would like to go and it's decorated for Christmas. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that's the thing. What we talked about was going maybe like the week after Thanksgiving next year or something. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. That will probably be right around the time that galaxy's edge is opening so um because they're they're saying late fall which um is more than likely going to be somewhere between early december and mid to late december so so we probably wouldn't go to hollywood studios that trip. yeah <laughs> oh goodness awesome well thank you guys so much for coming on and telling us all about your anniversary trip i'm glad to know that despite the the weather hiccups a little bit on the first day that on the whole it sounds like you guys had a blast oh yeah it was great awesome all right well thank you again justin and natalie both of you this is exciting this is the first time i've had two people on so you know now i know we can make this happen so <laughs> Thank you. Thank All right. You. Well, you guys have a good night. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing all about Justin and Natalie's trip. This week, you have to go look at the show notes because I did, in fact, post Justin's ride photo from Space Mountain, and it is amazing. A uh, couple of things I wanted to mention about what you heard from this episode. First of all, he talked about how they went to guest relations after their fast passes didn't work out due to weather. It's interesting because in our Dis Nerds chat, which we mentioned, that was something we had encouraged him to do. You know, go to guest relations and see if there's anything that they can do. Every park has a guest relations area that you can go. Most of the time, they're near the entrance to the park. There's also one at Disney Springs. And guest relations is a great place when you have little things like that that have gone wrong or even big things to just go and talk to them and see what they can do. If you go in there screaming, saying, you owe me this and you have to do this, uh, your results may vary. But if you walk in and say, hey, this thing happened, 
it you know may or may not have been out of your control but it was disappointing is there anything you can do on the whole they will go above and beyond to help they want you to have a magical experience and in general they do their best to really try to make that happen so if you walk away from something disappointed it never hurts to go to guest relations and just ask them is there anything you can do and I think you'll usually come away happy with what they're able to do. So I also wanted to mention, you heard him talk about Mike. Uh, I don't know if I've said his name before, but Mike is my husband. So we have our own trip coming up later this year. So um, I'll have him on as a guest so we can talk about our trip then. Anyway, um, my things that I like this week, I wanted to mention something a little different. Uh, I want to talk about Fireside. So Fireside is the platform that I use to host this podcast. They make it super, super easy to manage everything. They host the podcast and the website. They give you a really easy way to populate your website with the content that you want. They have really great support. They've been great to work with. So if you're considering starting a podcast or you have one already and you want to shift around how you're managing it and where you host it, I highly recommend checking out Fireside. Anyway, that's it for this week. As always, follow me on Twitter at mouseandbackpod. Rate me or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. <laughs>